your tube, I call it. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, you might find all of my stories out about UFOs, UFOs, but one day, and it could be not in my lifetime, and he said, maybe not in his lifetime, maybe years and years from now, you're going to say, hmm, John Lear was right. John Lear was right. So many of the stories that he told about UFOs. I remember, John Lear was a pilot. He's related to the famous Lear Jet Company. The man knew aviation. He knew about the skies, the beautiful blue and white cloud skies. He knew what he was talking about as far as that goes. You would say, now, I don't know very much about John Lear, so all I can tell you is it was time to do an UFO show. UFO, because I've seen some strange things, not only in the night sky, but during the day, too. And I think I famously told you that one of those things turned out to be there was a Chinese lantern show going on, and these objects were actually lanterns from many, many miles away. And I'm telling you, there are things that are, look like what they are, UFOs. UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Objects. You know all of this already because you're the type that listens to scary, weird shows like this in the middle of the night, up into the midnight hour. I do wish you could see my beautiful pink and blue. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to me! Again, I have to sing along this little beautiful thing I have up for my birthday, which is 10-10, October 10th. As it is every year, three weeks, exactly three weeks before All Hallows' Eve. Yes, your hostess, Miss X, was born exactly three weeks before Halloween. I have been enmeshed, absorbed, humiliated with all things paranormal and horror and monster movies since I was about six years old. That's enough about me. Maybe you know more about John Lear than I do. But for those that don't, I'm going to let you listen to a show which is on internetarchive.org, copyright free. John Lear discussing UFOs, aliens, tunnels underground, and a lot more from the year 2013. Turn off all your lights now, because this show can only be heard in dark. It can only be heard in the dark. You're not going to be able to hear this show unless it's in the dark. I've fascinated for a long time, so it'll be good to have a chance to talk with our special guest today. Yeah, so let's let me introduce today's guest. John Lear, a captain uh, for a major U.S. airline. And rest in peace, John Lear. From Miss X. This is an old show that I'm letting you listen to now. You know, I don't think that 15 minutes is nearly enough time for this show. And again, I apologize if any of you in far-off lands and far-off countries tuned in earlier to hear the show tonight, which I thought was going on at 11.30. Again, you know, my mistake. That's why we're doing it now. Midnight hour, not just 
up into the midnight hour. It is past the midnight hour here on the East Coast of the United States. Go look at your map on Google Maps. Turn that globe and listen in to all the weirdness that occurs on this planet. That really isn't weird at all, but just seems weird to us because of our limited knowledge and something else, you know, we get used to. I heard this the other day. We get used to being on this earth. We have to get used to this. Before we were on this earth, we were in another spiritual plane and another way of thoughts, thought processes, darkly, for lack of a better word, kind of dark and black and you can't even imagine what it was like. But go back to your childhood and you remember that you did have to get used to being here. So many people are afraid of leaving this planet because that's how used to this planet we have become. We just become so used to the atmosphere around us, even the crazy things that happen. You know, if you listen to this show, the terrible, terrible tragedies I have endured in the last year alone, where I lost half of my immediate family members. All of that was things I had to learn. My very first memory was of my older brother picking up my toys and stuffed animals as I threw them out of the crib. And my brother passed away at the same time as my mother passed away. Same day I found out all about this. September 26, 2021. In the year 2021, on one day, I lost half of my immediate family members. But yet we look to the skies and we see weird objects and we think that they're weird because we're so unusual to what we're used to here. So that's what I want you to take away from tonight's show, boys and girls. It's what we're used to that we view as reality. Perhaps it's not reality at all because you have to get used to this atmosphere and things going on around you. When you first came to this earth as a baby, right, and as a child, that's why they say children are so new to this planet that they're still kind of in the spiritual realm. I know I had a lot of supernatural experiences when I was a child. Maybe that's one of the reasons for doing this show and creating this show. I don't know. Did you? Did you have similar experiences? Let's go up and down. This is a show called Dose Nation that you're listening to from July 31st, 2013, going back to the year 2013. Turn it back so that we can let you listen to John here talking about his experiences with UFOs. John Lear, a captain uh, for a major U.S. airline, has flown over 160 different types of aircraft in over 50 different countries. He holds 17 world speed records uh, in the Lear. The most amazing thing about John Lear that I love, he's a traveler like me. He traveled around the world in like 48 hours in a few minutes and a few hours after that. A former Nevada state senator, he is the son of William P. Lear designer of the Learjet uh, executive airplane, the 8-track stereo, and founder of Lear Siegler Corporation. Lear became interested in the subject of UFOs after talking with United States Air Force personnel 
who had witnessed a UFO landing at Bedwaters Air Force Base near London, England, and three small aliens walking up to the wing commander. John, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Jake. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's uh, great to have you on and to talk with you again. Um, so he said he saw aliens walking on the wing of the plane. Is that it? Is that right? I'm in Las Vegas, where I live. And um, so let's jump into to, to, to today's topic. How did you initially become interested in UFOs? Uh, you, you, your, your biography mentions the Bedwaters Air Force Base incident near London. And that's not that's not a, an incident that I'm particularly familiar with. So, so could you go into that a little bit and tell us um, what happened and why you found it so interesting? Well, the Benwaters case was where the uh, uh, on Christmas of 1980 uh, an object landed there at uh, Benwaters, and uh, one of the colonels, Colonel Hall, went out and investigated it, and uh, it became a uh, a really interesting deal over three days, and there were several people involved, uh, airmen from the uh, base, and it just grew viral of, um, of interest of what they found. Colonel uh, Halt wrote a memo to the uh, MOD there, and uh, it just uh, uh, it was just very interesting thing. But before that, I had been interested in UFOs, but I determined that that they didn't exist and it wasn't worth um, looking at. And then in 1985, I was over at a friend's house and noticed a book called uh, Missing Time by Bud Hopkins. And I picked that up and I read it that night. As a matter of fact, that night I had a, I was uh, flying a flight to uh, Cleveland uh, for American Trans Air. Very, very scary. He was coming to my hometown, Cleveland, and I just said about my missing time experience, in that area many years ago. Very, very scary experience. I've mentioned it before on this show. Uh, yeah. uh, investigating uh, a whole bunch of different things. In those days, of course, we didn't have the Internet. And I had to uh, drive my truck. Uh, I went to Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, all these different places where you could uh, interview people one-on-one, uh, which you couldn't do over telephone, and, of course, there was no Internet. Hey, can I back up just a quick second here and ask about previous to, I guess this Bentwater case was in 1980, you say? Yeah. Okay, so previous to that, you had flown all over the world with, I'm guessing, dozens if not hundreds of pilots. During that time of your commercial service and contracting with the CIA and et cetera, did you ever run across pilots who had had UFO sightings? like bogeys track them or, um, you know, these kind of classic tales that you hear? Uh, very few. Very few. And I didn't initiate a discussion with them. Okay. Right. So so up until that, then, oh, okay. it had just been sort of a kind of a mythical fascination instead of, uh, and then it just sort of became, you had some evidence that maybe there was something real behind it, and you decided to track it down. Yeah. See, when I grew up, uh, it was a big deal in uh, the early 50s. And my dad, of course, uh, unbeknownst to me, was um, on the, the major prime contractor for anti-gravity with the uh, uh, Department of Defense. And he always had people around the house that had seen uh, uh, UFOs. Uh, but uh, I just, uh, for some reason, uh, didn't get all that interested. Until later. Okay, go ahead, Jake. So, 
I want to talk a little bit about Bentwaters and, and, and the UFO and the craft that, that, that landed there. Because I, I don't know very much about the case, and, 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 and you were very interested in it. So what, what type of craft um, landed at, at Bentwater um, through the research that you've done and, you know, through the, um, uh, 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 you know, reports that were issued? What, what type of craft landed at Bentwaters, um, and what type of aliens uh, walked up to the wing commander? I mean, what, are the, what, what, are the, what were the details of that situation? Okay, well, first of all, I'm not sure they walked up to the wing commander, but at least three of them got out of the top of this thing. I don't think it was a disc shape. I think it was more oval-shaped. And um, they, uh, they just uh, landed. It was filmed uh, by the uh, Air Force. And, of course, that film is uh, somewhere unbeknownst to us. The, the U.S. Air Force or the Royal yeah, Air Force? U.S. Air Force. See, we had a base there at Bentwaters. Uh, we had... Uh, is it all connected to the Rendlesham sightings? Or is it the yeah, that is. That's the Rendlesham Forest. Oh, it is. This is the same. This is the same episode that we're talking about. Yeah, Mendelssohn Forest in the back. Okay. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I'm very familiar with that, so you can yeah keep yeah. So they, yeah, I remember this report. Go on. If I remember correctly, didn't uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, guys actually go up and touch the craft in in the in the forest? Um, and it, it and it was very strange. They said it just kind of opened up, and at least from the limited reading that I did, um, you know, on on Rendlesham Forest, but. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that whole area was locked down for quite some time, wasn't it? Uh, after, after that landing. Yeah, and uh, I, I drove there about 10 years later, and of course uh, the whole forest was gone. It was just barren land, so they had pretty much wiped out any evidence that could have been there. Oh, so they actually wiped out the forest? Yeah. The forest is gone. Right. Wow. I, well, that wasn't necessarily an, an Air Force. I mean, that could have just been development. Or, or are you saying that was a deliberate cover up? Deliberate cover up, removing no. the forest, or no, is that just, just progress? <laughs> no, I'm just reporting what I saw. Uh, I don't know. Okay. If I so there's the incident in Well, there are so 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 many more stories to tell of what he experienced. I want to remind you. I'm going to pull it up right now. This is your wonderful host, Mysterious Miss X, with her Mysterious Miss X channel, YouTube.com. I do need to get to 1,000 subscribers, and let's just put it this way. We have a long way to go, so go to YouTube.com. The Mysterious Miss X is the name of the channel. You'll see it there with a big blue Fluorescent, blue, gorgeous, glorious X, the mysterious Miss X on YouTube.com because I'm going to be doing, and actually I started doing it, and I'll do it live during the show right now. We're not live, though. We're in reruns because if you're still listening, we've gone into overtime on tonight's show, and we're in reruns, so you'll be hearing this in the archive show, but... Already they started setting up things that look like tall boxes, some of which are black, for the green little cuddles, and those are Halloween decorations on people's front lawns. Yes, on the front lawns. And we're going to do a tour of Halloween decorations. I'm going to put it up on YouTube, touring all the beautiful lawn decorations. So you'll want to see that. Of course, my darlings, 
YouTube channel, The Mysterious Mosaic. That's The Mysterious Mosaic. And I can play those because, of course I can play those on the air, because those are my actual videos. My videos. Yeah, nobody else's. They're mine. I don't understand why. I don't want to talk about that. The music isn't working. I, uh, it's so irritating when you try to play some music and it isn't working. Because other than that, I'm going to have to say, until next time, because we're at the end of the show. Almost. Then I got internet going in and out. Signal goes in and out. There's any wind, any type of windy day at all. There goes the signal. And you know, this is an internet radio show. You need to have internet. <sighs> you know, I've said that a million times on this show before, if you've listened. And I once again want to thank all of my listeners who have really supported me since 2008 and are still listening. You know I love all of you. I'm going to play you some Halloween music as we go out tonight because, in the words of She-Beasts, if you never know what I've talked about, I'm coming up on, like, the 14th year. We're going to have our 14th anniversary of when this show began. And some of you still don't know what I'm talking about when I say in the words of the immortal she-beast, which I say at the end of every show, or at least, you know, the end of most shows that are heard, and just about every show. She-beast was a movie, and that's what I'm referring to. Look it up. Google! Google it, darlings. If you don't know what I'm talking about at the end of every show when I say in the words of she-beast. When music decides to play, then I'll be back. Telling you, it's the internet that's going in and out. And you know, and it's so weird. And you know, oh, there you go. We finally got some music because the internet's on. <gasps> Happy screams! Till next time. Happy screams. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BDW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus